So back whenever I was in seminary, we would take these homiletics classes whenever I was a junior, right before I became a deacon. So right before we were preaching, and right before we were allowed to preach in a church, we had to preach in front of our peers, which is actually a very terrifying experience. And one of the things I noticed in my preaching is that it was so easy for me to talk about sin. I love talking about sin. I love talking about gay marriage, contraception, abortion, all the kinds of nasty things that that I would love to just beat down upon. But the one thing I couldn't stand talking about, probably because I didn't really know how to do it, is love. You can't really beat up on love. It's not really possible. And so me having to preach on love was always a hard thing, which is why I'm not really that excited to give this homily. But I'll give it a shot. Probably the reason why I didn't really like love so much is the way our culture views love. Whenever our culture talks about love, they say the pinnacle of love is looking at two guys holding hands and saying, oh, shit, that's cute. Or looking at a guy who's trying to be a woman and saying, go, good for you. That's powerful. Wonderful. Yay. Or looking at a girl who sadly, sadly, sadly is taking her own life and applauding her. Our society seems to correlate love with tolerance and says, if you can tolerate anything, good for you. You have achieved love. You have achieved love. And my problem with this line, my problem with this logic is not that it's too romantic, but it's not romantic at all. There's no fun in this logic. There's no fun and there's no adventure in the idea that all you need to do in order to love is just tolerate. That the pinnacle of love comes and that love is relegated to just loving on baby puppies, tiny little animals, and fluffy bunnies. But that love is so much more. Love has nothing to do with a mere emotion. That's paganism. Paganism links love with a mere feeling, a rush. Christianity changed that forever. Christianity said that love is no mere feeling. It's a virtue. It's a virtue. Which means that if we love something just because it's easy, if we love something just because it's cute, if we love something as we can't, don't have the courage to say that it's wrong, we're not actually loving. We're actually being cowards. We're actually just being lazy. No, guys, real love is looking at something so evil, someone who's done something so wrong and being able to say that's wrong. But I forgive you. I forgive you. True love pardons the unpardonable. True love looks at a crime and says that is a crime indeed but I am willing to work with you to resolve and fix that crime. Notice the difference. Tolerance says that your crime isn't really a crime at all. Your crime's fine. Keep doing it. It's powerful, whatever. But love sees the crime and says, that's a shame, but I'll work with you. I'll forgive you. I will do everything I can to reconcile you to us. My friends, that is love that is as strong as death. 
Love never counts the cost. Love does not care what the result is. Love just cares about the person. True love is not simply tolerance. True love is a man getting down on one knee and marrying a woman. True love is a soldier laying down his life for his brothers in the heat of battle. True love is waking up four times in the middle of the night to change your baby's diaper. That's true love because that's hard. And the reciprocation that you get never really pays off. The, never, the baby never really does thank you formally for changing all those diapers. At least I've never thanked my parents. I probably should. <laughs> but our country can only do so much to honor the fallen brave. And let's be honest, even in the context of marriage, there's always a lack of affirmation. Husbands and wives constantly find reasons and ways to be mad at the other person. We can constantly find and look at other, another person's defects. But love has the power to overcome all of this. And that's why Jesus claims that the whole law and the prophets depend upon these two commandments. The commandment to love your God and then to love your neighbor. And so my dear friends, go forth this week with a commitment not just to love because it's convenient, not just to love because something's cute, but to love because it's hard. We all have people in our lives that drive us up the wall. And quite honestly, even we can believe that even God might drive us up the wall. And that's where love comes into play. That's where love becomes a virtue and not just a feeling. That's where love becomes an adventure and a romance and not just an infatuation. Whenever things get hard, that's whenever the opportunity to love really shines forth. And every single one of us have opportunities and ways in our lives where things are hard, which means that every single one of us needs and needs to strive for love. So, my dear friends, may we go forth learning fully and well to embrace the romance, to embrace the adventure and lay down our lives like Jesus did on the cross and truly love our God and our neighbor. God bless you.